real chills. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Welcome to Real Chills. Uh, today we have one of my good friends, super excited for his story, Rusty Wright. Thanks so much. Uh, I'm really excited for this because I actually had to reconcile with my estranged father oh, no. to get this story. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he he's the, the closest thing to a ghost that I believe in. So it, it's kind of, it's appropriate. I, I've never been one who believed in ghosts, but my dad always has been. Like when I was a kid, we had a duplex and he managed to buy the other half and he put a hole in the kitchen wall so that we could connect them. But then he found out the original owner died in the kitchen and immediately sealed the wall back up. And that was the kid's side of the house. That was my room and the rumpus room. And that was, it wasn't even connected. You had to go outside because I guess ghosts can't go through walls. Uh, I'm not sure the logic behind that entirely. But uh, this story actually takes place in 2006. It was the week of my 13th birthday uh, when my grandfather passed away. And I, I was more focused on the birthday element of it. <laughs> and I, I remember uh, we had a pool party with family and we were swimming. And we, we had this little like pool robot cleaner thing with a hose. And no matter where I went in the pool, it was following me. And I, I had to get out of the pool and I would sit in a chair and the water would spray me. It was like a sitcom. Everyone was teasing me because it happened five <laughs> times. I was getting birthday sprayed. I'm just trying to birthday chill and I'm getting birthday soaked. So I was upset and uh, I had mermaid Y2K going on. So I went inside to my father so that I could, uh, you know, cry about it. I, I, I was there to cry. And I have no idea what seance this man had been performing minutes before, because as soon as I brought up this pool cleaner thing, uh, his jaw dropped. He went pale in the face and he said, son, bring me to where this happened. And I was like, yeah, uh, okay, it's the pool. It's my birthday, by the way. Or when are we doing gifts? So I, I feel, feel like any normal kid who's not like okay with death would have been scarred by this. But uh, we had the weirdest wet t-shirt contest ever where my dad used me as ghost bait. Like he literally made me sit by the pool and he waited with a camera so that he could take a picture of his <laughs> brain to, 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 to hunt it for ghosts. And I, I guess he ended up seeing a smudge in the photo that he was convinced was not only the ghost of his father, but of his great grandfather who he had never met and that their faces had fused together in the afterlife. Whoa. <laughs> right? That's kind of that's kind of scary, I guess. So, yeah. so he calls um, some like local like paranormal investigators, I guess, <laughs> to take a look at his camera and they charge him $300. <gasps> oh my god. These people that like this is like cash for gold but for ghosts. You get the money <laughs> cash for you. Ghosts. Cash for ghosts. <laughs> and they just tell you what you want to hear. That's how it's supposed to work. $300, and they told this grieving man that he must have scratched his lens or something. So <laughs> he, this is a, a literal quote from my father. I knew I should have never trusted those minor league ghostbusters. <laughs> minor league ghostbusters. This man doubles down, more than doubles down, because he drops $500 on some real pros. We're now $800 <laughs> deep on this camera. Oh, man. 
And do you know what these guys had to say? I think you said it in manual mode. Your F-stop's messed up. This is an exposure issue. (laughs) In fairness, they were better investigators. They did a little bit more research. And I I told Meg about this, but this is where I thought the story ended. I I thought my dad just, you know, he was down a a dad, $800 and a camera. That's that's where I thought this story ended. Uh, But it turns out he was so upset that he went to hire a a, a semi-famous medium. You guys ever heard of Jennifer Rogers? Apparently she's a a nichely famous medium. Uh, She was medium of the year, 2011 through 2013. So, you know, big trophy case over there. Uh, her website is jenniferrogersbelieve.com, which is, <laughs> to me, that's a red flag. That sounds like an X-Files fan page. But uh, I, keep in mind, I, I, I know that we're a ghost podcast. I'm a, I'm a first-time spookster here. Uh, <laughs> but this is all new to me. My, my dad tell, told me today that he met with this woman, and he was explaining the situation to her. And every time you went to talk, she would laugh hysterically in his face, oh. like uncontrollably laugh. Oh. And, you know, he's fucking had it at this point. He's been through every layer of the, the ghost major league system, right? He, he's supposed to be fucking ML, MLG right now, major league ghost. And <laughs> she goes, I'm so sorry. It's just that uh, your father is here with us now. And he is hilarious. And my dad's like, what, what are you talking about? What, what, what do you, he's here right now. Is he saying something? And she's like, yeah, this sounds crazy. But when you buried your dad, did you remember to bring underwear to the funeral? (gasps) Now my dad loses it because he had never told anyone this, but he, he could not find my grandfather's nice suits and all his shit. And he forgot the underwear. So they actually buried him in a shitty polyester suit, free ball in it. Just like <laughs> oh my God. loose Rusty. grandpa balls. <laughs> Dude. So, okay. okay so, so not only that, but <laughs> pants had a rip, not down the seam, but in the ass cheek. <laughs> And my dad breaks down crying and he tells this to the psychic and she goes, that makes so much sense because every time you open your mouth to speak, your dad screams, everyone can see my ass. Oh oh my God. Fucking Christ. Ladies, listeners, my fans, peers, friends, I'm a skeptic. I don't believe, my family believes in ghosts, angels, all this shit. But as a comic, I refuse to believe that this medium wrote that joke herself, right? <laughs> like that has to be like some Philip K. Dick channeling God in an instant type thing. Like, I think that maybe my grandpa is mooning me right now. Like, I don't, and that's as far as I'll go to, to say that uh, I have had a paranormal experience Holy shit. i'm really happy i get to share it here it's it's now my family <laughs> legacy so i'm nearly in tears yeah i'm just so you should have seen my dad happy oh, yeah. <laughs> different kind of tears though <laughs> i think towards the end he was happy he was like my dad's ass right here with me <laughs> tell him i miss his ass <laughs> I'll pull your finger one last time, Pop. <laughs> Holy shit. That was an incredible story. 
Oh my God, you, you did so good. No, oh I was God. nervous because, you know, like I said, first time spookster. So like, <laughs> this is the closest, I literally, today is the closest I've ever come to believing ghosts in my life. Because the That's second a crazy story. of the story with the medium, you had no, nope. no sense of that until today. Uh, I talked to my dad at the beginning of the quarantine because he gave me 500 bucks for rent. And so we nice. got lunch. That was just, you know, a quid pro quo thing. Yeah. That was strictly, <laughs> strictly business. But today I was like, you know what? I've wanted to go on this podcast for a little while now. And I think that I should do this story justice. I'm going to call the old man. <laughs> nice. And it was so worth it. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with the outcome. Now we'll have to split your rent with your dad because that's how good that story was. <laughs> oh, next month. Sugar, sugar uh, friends. <laughs> sugar moms, Thank you for sorry. respecting us enough to call us sugar friends. Yeah, you're, my, you're, my, you're my sugar peers. You know? Sugar peers. <laughs> oh man, I, there's nothing wrong with the phrase sugar peers. Everyone <laughs> and anyone can call me a sugar peer. That's my favorite. Oh my god, I love it. I love this story so much, Rusty. Alyssa, do you do you want to start? There's <laughs> so many things to say. Number one, I'm on JenniferRogersBelieve.com. It's standard fare. It's a it's a better design. It looks like she sprung for the Squarespace, so I appreciate that. Everyone can go to um, jenniferrogersbelieve.com and check this out. But so if, if if you look on this page, you will see that she calls herself specifically a spiritual alchemist. Yeah. Uh, wait, were you seeing my screen? Oh yeah, I saw oh, it. Yeah. And, and I, I trust me, I read this website all day. I was like, who is this woman? <laughs> Who's this woman who knows the the ass of my family? Yeah, honestly, like the one thing though that was like really silly to me about her site is one of the testimonials just says, Jennifer is busy writing her tell-all book. Signs, signs, everywhere are signs. Shh, it's a secret. And I was like, is this, but I was like, is this a testimonial or is this in its own row? Like, I don't know what's going on here. That's fantastic. I, mean, I would recommend if, this. Are, did you grow up in this area? Yeah, I'm from South Jersey. Okay. So this was in uh, Medford, New Jersey. Okay. That, uh, these these hauntings were taking place. She's cur- <laughs> uh, Jennifer Rogers is currently located out of New York. So that's reasonable that he would contact her. I, I think that my uh, my grandfather was also from New York. And maybe he thought that she would be closer to the, the spirit either or something, you know? Yeah. But, was that part of your grandfather's personality, you think? Did you know him to be, like, a funny guy? And did you know him to be kind of, like, a sassy, like, they can all see my ass, you think yeah, that? Like, in, in the corniest way. Okay. In the cor- I, I think that he always regretted that I wasn't old enough for him to, like, really get raunchy. Mm, you know what uh-huh, I mean? Right. Uh-huh. Like, he loved the, like, what is, like, you know, 18 legs and catches flies, like a <laughs> baseball team, but, like, yeah. oh. <laughs> like, like, the hackiest like he worked in advertising, but like old school advertising. <laughs> like he was like, I'll get you a nice logo and a nice pen, kid. You, know? <laughs> you can write whatever you want with that. Nice, nice. I like that that fits with your grandfather's personality. Because I was also wondering if he was just going to be like pissed for the rest of the afterlife being like, my ass is hanging out, you stupid idiot. <laughs> I think he was kind of like trying to like, like if if we're to suspend my disbelief mm-hmm. and agree that it was him, I think that he's like trying to like, kind of like cuck my dad last minute. Oh, that was such a millennial use of that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. First of all, Rusty, just say you believe. You believe, you're a believer, and it's thanks to Real Chills. So I, you're I've, welcome. 
I'm I'm saying I'm I'm I might be convertible now. I'm saying this is like, <laughs> like whether it's ghosts or religion. I'm saying the next person You're to come close. to my door with a pamphlet. I mean, yeah. it could just be psychic, right? Like the psychic ability. That's like this well, whole also, other world that I. Well, all right. So uh, my dad told me today that she actually also said, "Like, do you have a brother?" And he was like, "Yeah," which she could have looked up like in the obituary yeah. or something. Uh-huh. But she was like. Tell him to go to a doctor or he's not going to live two years. He is pre-diabetic <gasps> and he totally was. And uh, yeah, since had like two heart attacks, but you know, he's still kicking. So yeah, wow, that's damn crazy. Damn. I do think that if I was buried in a weird way and I couldn't make fun of the person, it would be the first thing I would say if there was a medium. Like it would drive me insane that I couldn't make fun of my, like my sister is going to outlive me by like 50 years. So like if she like buried me in a weird way or something or without something, it's all I would think about in as a ghost. I, I, I genuinely think this is the most believable ghost story I've ever heard in my life. And <laughs> it's not just because it's like connected to my family. Like if I came on here to talk shit and you guys told me that I'd be like, I'll hear you out. I'm listening. I'll hear your ass. It makes me so happy too that like, you know, he got these two rejections and he was really sad and he obviously really misses his dad. And then he gets to this lady and she's just fucking laughing in his face. And he's just like, wow, this is the biggest disappointment I've ever experienced in my life. And she's like, no, your dad's here. He just thinks you're an idiot. And he's like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm so happy. I, I think that's the only thing that could have saved her in that moment. Cause I'm not going to oh. say my dad will hit a woman, but I think <laughs> hit a medium. I think, I think you might Jesus spirit punch. No, I'd like a spirit punch, like a not like physical punch. contact. Like, yeah. Emotionally he would punch her. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I did. I worked at a library at Rowan and one of the women I worked with, she was like 40. She had just gotten out of a divorce and she seemed so normal, but uh, she would like one day she would just come in with like a migraine and she would be like, it's my ex. And I'm like, is he like bothering you? Is he texting you? And she's like, no, he knows I'm an empath. So he's sending negative energy here. I, huh. I, I feel it. And, and I don't know, man, like I've done enough drugs that stuff like that makes sense to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like for me, if I'm to say anything, it's like about ghosts in that regard. Like what I truly believe is that we uh, our brains are so, so powerful and that it's totally reasonable that your brain could kind of like encapsulate any sort of energy. And then when we right. all agree that we, we can feel that same energy that like, you know, maybe that's a ghost. Maybe, you know, it's uh, a little shittiness that we all feel. <laughs> yeah. I just like that. Um, I want to hire this woman because she sounds like she could diagnose me better than my doctors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Why am I sleeping all the time? I don't think it's depression, and she just tell me what it is. (laughs) I just like that her slogan is "an experience your soul desires," because like it feels like she's like, "I'll tell you what you want." Like I got the goods. Like I'm like, all right, you know. But she did. She she really did. Like 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 she and she did it in the best way. Like showmanship. I think that's really what most mediums are lacking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. The disarmament of like the the moment by laughing. <laughs> um, so if, if, do you mind if I ask you guys a question? No, uh, sure. no go ahead. Or what made you believe, like as a skeptic who like today is maybe coming around to ghosts, like 
like, have you just like, you were just born a child who was like ghosts everywhere or. Was, <laughs> Why don't you go like, first, Alyssa? I don't, yeah. I mean. Have you, have you done this before? I've never heard you do this. I don't think we ever talked about Not this. Not explicitly. Like I have. So like, I, I, I've really come to reconcile that in the last couple of years. Like both things could be true, right? Like, or maybe neither is true where ghosts exist or they don't exist, but I'm willing to live in the world. I think Cassandra said this recently in a way that was like really apt, like living in a world where like ghosts could exist is more fun and is like being more open to the possibility is a better time than just like fully being closed off and trying to everything. Although like I'm a highly skeptical person um, and ask a lot of questions, like not on the mic. You (laughs) When Megan right. and I look at something, I'm like usually like the the sad trumpet, like, <laughs> like <laughs> so. But I'm I'm of those two minds at the same time. I respect that, but with with Cassandra saying with the it's a little bit more fun. I, I definitely can see that as well. I think that as long as you let it stay like fun and you don't let it like actually ruin you with some sort of like ghost paranoia or like unrequited hope that your loved one is going to show up and moon you one day. Like my dad got lucky in that regard. <laughs> that, but seriously, yeah. he got lucky that the medium gave him that experience, whether it's uh, authentic or not. Yeah. It's kind of the same way I feel about a lot of religion or like spiritual practices, like whether it's more for our benefit to feel that way or whether it's like we're tapping into something truly like cosmic. Does it actually matter if it, if you're not hurting anybody and it makes you feel good, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely can see that. Like the more you give of yourself to it, the more you can get out, but you only need to give as much as you're comfortable with, you know? Yeah, because there's definitely, I think there's ways to take it like super far. And I think if it's not like um, with a healthy dose of questioning, like, because people who are like big time ghost hunters, I can totally respect that because they're in that pursuit of those things. So yeah, I don't know. But there is like ways that I you can see it take over people's lives in ways that are super unhealthy. Everybody needs boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, we just need boundaries, <laughs> like drugs, as he drinks the back of whiskey. <laughs> what about you, Meg? Um, I'm definitely, like, 100% more, like, I want to believe. Like, sometimes I'll show Alyssa a picture, and she's be, she'll be like, that's sus. And I'm like, shh, no, no, it's, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's not, um, I don't know where it started. I guess my dad is, like, a goof, and he used to, like, make up scary stories to tell us, so, like, when we would go to bed at night, he would make stuff up. Like, he wouldn't just be like, right. oh, like, here's an actual story that you've heard before. It would be like, there's a man who lived in this house once, and he killed himself upstairs. <laughs> and he'd be like, and sometimes you'll even see a blood spot right above your bed, and we'll try to paint over it, but sometimes it comes back. And then I just stare above my bed for the rest of the night. Wow. <laughs> Wait, how no. old were you? Probably like 11. 11? Yeah. So th- were there ever like questions like, daddy, what's kill yourself? Like, dad, like. like no, no, you know, what's really crazy. He, he, I remember being probably like 12 or 13. And he said that the owner's son hung himself in the attic. And I was like, hmm, because the attic is right above our bedroom and it scares the living daylights out of us. And I was like, I was like, but dad, like the attic isn't tall enough. And he was like, he was short. And that was the end of that story. 
<laughs> you got like a, a little person hanging above you. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like it's probably like not even it, five feet at most in the <laughs> attic. I was like, okay. That's, that's why true. he hung himself. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to be in the NBA. But we were never like that scared. He would tell like really funny story. Like, so it all just stemmed from my dad telling scary stories and like he would bring us spooky like story books, like scary stories to tell in the dark or like when they would go on vacation, they'd bring home like a ghost book from that place or whatever. So I don't know. Just ever since youth, it's been like fun. He, he You've definitely, all right. You've been kind of indoctrinated. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's weird is like my dad, like never really fully says whether or not he's definitely into the paranormal stuff. Like he likes reading about it and stuff, but he's never been like, I believe in ghosts. He's just like, isn't this shit cool? Like, isn't, this neat, but he's not like he, ghost surreal. He's like well, Meg probably touched the face of a ghost as a child, and her mom <laughs> refuses to believe, even though she. Yeah. Wait, wait, did it feel like a regular face, but you were like, but the person didn't exist, or did you touch what appeared to be a real face, but it felt like like ectoplasm, like okay, like, like so moldable. there's. Two stories that I've told many times, but I don't care. Dan can cut it out if he feels like it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me the the cliff notes because I I did miss this, you know. The first one, when I was was too young, I was probably like four. My mom heard us crying on the baby monitor. She runs in and I don't say full sentences yet. I just say words. And she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, man. She's like, man, where's the man? And I pointed behind her. She's like, I don't see a man. And she was like, what did he do? And I took her hand and I just rubbed it like on my, the side of my face. And she was like, okay. And then she just scooped me and Amanda and brought us into her bedroom. In fairness to your mom, I don't think I'd want to believe that either. Like, I, yeah, no, there's she no good way about that. Like you're crazy or you're right. Or there's some sort of molestor. She'll like, never, she's a huge skeptic. She will never, ever, ever say that our house is haunted. But then there was this other time I remember being like older, like eight or nine and laying in my bed on my side. And I saw this like misty shit. Like it, it looked like a form. And when I reached out, it felt it felt like cold and misty and I wasn't scared. I was like, whoa, like I was happy. Like I was like smiling oh. and touching it. Isn't that weird? So those are the two things. <laughs> no, that's, uh, I respect the way that you guys believe in ghosts because it's not in this, I hate when people, they, they set these uh, uh, arbitrary parameters for mm how ghosts operate and it's like all right if you're gonna believe in ghosts you need to be fully open-minded don't be like no uh yo what's that community line like ghosts can't go through doors they're not fire like you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) well we we've talked about stuff like this before because I was listening to Astonishing Legends which is great and they were talking about like a haunted plane and like the parts were refurbished to other planes and then those planes were haunted and they were like of course this all goes under the belief that you have to believe that ghosts and ghost energy can attach to objects that's never been proven that's just like a widely accepted belief you're right that has never been proven (laughs) okay rusty i'm agreeing with you no 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 i'm agreeing with you i nodded (laughs) i'm just saying like that when they said that i was like oh shit like there's all these things that i just accept as like a rule in ghost world but like none of this is proven so like you have to keep an open mind when someone says something happened a certain way for sure and our minds are super weird so maybe we all perceive ghosts differently wouldn't that be crazy 
that's the only way it makes sense to me. (laughs) Because because like, all right, if me and you look at uh, this brick wall behind me, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's no video for the people at home. I'm standing in front of a brick wall. I have memories with this. We could be looking at it from the exact same perspective, but I still know it to be a different wall than you do. You know, like, Mm -hmm. and as somebody who is like met God, quote unquote, like, you know what I mean? Like, like enough DMT to be like, Hey, you know what? Whatever I experienced, I decided was that, and that's how it is to my brain. Okay, like, well, are you saying you met God right now? Because we're going to have to have you back on to tell that story. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, dude, she was fucking dope. She was dope! It was a girl God? I love it. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess to me it was anyway. But, but you anyway, know, continue. it's not that's... up to me to assume God's, um, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not even a hack joke. I'm dead ass serious in that sentence. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Damn. I mean, I think what you're saying too is that it's a little bit like how we perceive color, right? Like, so we assume like Bingo. we perceive color. What I see is purple. Somebody else might see that tone as orange, but in the order, we've come to understand it that way. And so maybe like some people can see energies, some people have blind spots. Mm. So, or like maybe not see, but like sense those energies or like be able to interact. Absolutely. So, I mean, I definitely think there's something to that. We can definitely talk about this a different time, but like in doing meditation practices and just other stuff, like the ability to tune into different energies, frequencies, vibes, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that there's that ability is there, could be there, could be tapped into, but we probably, there's so much other noise that happens. It's like hard to filter it out because our, our brains have only you know, existed in the current state for about 100,000 years. And and there's so many survival, like instincts that are kind of like programmed in so many hotkeys that you don't actually need anymore, that Mm -hmm. definitely clutters your perception, uh, at the risk of sounding like the kind of person that I secretly am, you know? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I I, I agree with all of that. Um, Are you familiar with Lovecraft's uh, The Color? No. Lovecraft? No. I mean, I'm familiar with Lovecraft, but not The Color. So, so uh, the color is basically this. Uh, I think Nick Cage actually did like a low budget the color movie, but if you like low budget Nick Cage, that movie, sounds like, like Nick. Ca- yeah, <laughs> highly recommend. Well, it's an alien life form that we perceive as a color that we cannot explain. That's that's how it is oh. uh, uh, to us. And like so, throughout the film anyway, and throughout the book, like the color kind of like eh, what's the word uh, infects everything, I guess, where it saturates it and it makes everything just feel off uh, mm. because it's a color that you can't explain. It's so weird. It's a filter. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. HP Lovecraft in, uh, Instagram filter. Yeah. I was going to say, even though like we're all kind of like of many minds on ghosts, uh, I think we can agree that we are all a thousand percent on Everglades Bigfoot. I'm just speaking for the whole group. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can get down on that. I'm, I believe that there are a significant amount of creatures that we know nothing about on this planet. I'm super oh, yeah, into it. Oh yeah, dude. Evolutionary anthro is my jam. Like I focus on deep sea shit, but like, I feel you Ugh, yeah. hairy boys. <laughs> <laughs> I have all these other questions. If we can go back to your story for a minute. Oh because... yeah. I'm so sorry. If no, you don't if... apologize. This is awesome. I want to talk about how your father parents your family is living my dream my dream is to have two halves of a duplex <laughs> that is my yes. dream <laughs> that's been my dream for so long when i was a, like in my 20s i was like i would get a duplex house and i would make one half a recording studio for bands and then the other half would be my home and we would just run this like a business like 
<laughs> that's like well and then every time i have new interests i'm just like the other half will be a roller derby training facility the other half will be for Love lizards that. like whatever i'm into right just so. always rotating one half or the other out mm-hmm. god you must have hated playing mash as a young girl if you're like ah <laughs> oh, i don't want a mansion i want a duplex i'm greedy um i like so wait did you live in the other half of the duplex and your parents lived on the other side Essentially, so so uh, I most, <laughs> like I said, me and my father are estranged. This is just the period of time that uh, he had half or quarter custody of me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he remarried right after my parents split, and then they had two kids. And mm-hmm. so we were like literally like on his weekends, it was the three from my mom, like of came out of my mom, uh, me yeah. and my brother and sister. Those are the words. Uh, was the three <laughs> of us on the pullout couch until they could buy the other half of the duplex? Oh no! Because they didn't want to like get married and be like, guess what? You each have two new roommates. Like, get fucked. Like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I also think that your dad is living my dream by easing kids as ghost bait. <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> it's ghost really bait. the only valid argument I've heard pro having kids. I'm just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Being yeah. ghost bait is actually why I got off Tinder. Um, <laughs> Man, you got to save all these for stand up, dude. It's been a minute. Uh, yeah, no, I know. That's why I needed this. And you were like, oh, I, some time. I was like, you'll have me? I'm rusty. Oh, man. The pool party is very funny did you was it just your family or just like hanging out or were there like friends there uh no so this was like with my mom's side is like where i had like all my friends and stuff and my dad's side was kind of like it was like kid work you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i had to clock into like dad's house a couple times a week like mm-hmm. and mm. uh so it was like my step family and it was like pretty much immediate family okay, cool that makes more sense because i was just like it's your birthday <laughs> like and your dad's like, ignore all your friends. Sit right here. So you just kind of blew my mind a little sideways right now. Because I just realized something. Because I this whole time I've been so busy not believing in ghosts uh, that I never stopped to think if that was him, why was he squirting me besides it being my birthday? Mm-hmm. And uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, I remember like having this weird like 13 year old like midlife crisis at his funeral because I like didn't cry about the actual funeral but then my brother took my seat in the car when I called shotgun and I cried about that and realistically it was just like my brain finding a a different excuse to cry than death you know but like I had this whole like internal crisis of like like being a little baby bitch and like, 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 why don't I like actually feel anything for my grandpa and stuff? And like, realistically I did, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I, I feel like maybe there would be reasons he would squirt yeah. me. Uh, to tell you to lighten up a little bit. Pretty much. No, exactly. <laughs> like literally, like he made me cry. Like, cause he was like, Oh, you're not going to cry at my fucking funeral. Like, oh. you know? <laughs> <laughs> happy <so> birthday. <laughs> I think oh, that's man. really an interesting take on that. I, I mean, <laughs> I needed it. I need. I was the kind of person who would uh, apologize for everything. I still like fight with that to this day, and and, and just kind of like relegate my like megnosis about me, where I'll like relegate myself to a lesser position and feel like I need to like work up from it or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe I, I need some ghost coaching every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> ghost coach. <laughs> how to be a ghost coaching. man? You know. <laughs> I want to read that, that spec script. Mm-hmm. That pilot. <laughs> Are you the middle child? 
I'm the oldest. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, and I did speak at his funeral. I, I wrote, I read a poem that I wrote uh, called like Super Grandpa or something like that. Oh, and that's so cute. I remember specifically uh, because like I beat myself up about it later because I was like, what a fucking loser you are. I uh, got like a little, uh, like a, what's the, what's the word? A JPEG, like a little image of the Superman logo. And I made that the S in Super Grandpa as the title of the poem when I printed it out, which oh. only I was going to see. Like, it was just so weird. Like, what a weird little kid. That's <laughs> a little way to, like, honor. I think that's yeah, great. That's really adorable, <laughs> honestly. I think that's super cute. And sweet. That's, yeah. I mean... We all handle grief in different ways. If you want to draw a few super S's, there's nothing wrong with that. Please don't haunt me, Gramps. <laughs> so do you think that your dad's like, it sounds like your dad has always been kind of like, mm, ghosts. But do you think that like, it was more about the fact that it could be connected to your grandfather, that he was so adamant about pursuing three levels financially of ghost For exploration? Sure. I think it was okay. guilt. I, I think it was like, uh, there were parts of him and, and like, you know, I, I'm sure he'll probably listen to this when I share it because of course I'm going to promote the cast. What a good time. <laughs> yeah. <having>. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he'll probably listen to this and, uh, you know, I don't know how much he's comfortable with me saying, but leave it in Dan. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that, uh, there were parts of him that felt like he could have done more, especially like, you know, speaking uh. from like, that was the era of my life where my parents had like, you know, split and me and him were, were starting to fall apart as like, you know, like a father son type thing. So, so I think that maybe he was just like, I, I need closure on this, like real fucking bad. Like, yeah. so like yeah, I think you wanted to talk to him and like, basically like ask for forgiveness. And I think the best kind of forgiveness you can get. And I keep harping on this is just someone fucking with you, like yeah. messing with yeah, you. Right. Like, it means you're cool. Yeah. Like that's how me and I knew Meg was my friend when I met her because she would give me a hard time, <laughs> but still book me. Like that was I cannot <laughs> resist being mean to Rusty. I wrote a, a note here that I've been not saying this whole time. Go for it. And I'm going to say it because this is the perfect time to roast you. But like this whole story. Did you get a JPEG of another superhero emblem <laughs> in the title? No, this is just one big story about how Rusty's dad believes in ghosts more than he believes in him. <laughs> I can't resist yeah. being mean to him. Oh. Like, <laughs> Dan, cut that so I can add it to my act. Oh. No! <laughs> and that's what makes like a really good friend. That's like me and my dad's relationship. It's like anyone that you can give and take like stuff, you're very close and like you're you're definitely good if that's what's happening you know so oh yeah no yeah. i i think that was the perfect kind of closure for him like and you know we all know the the fucking number one rule the shake it out on a laugh baby like uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, he uh -huh. your, yeah your grams crushed it i also love that those ghost hunters will still charge people if there's no ghosts yo that's like what? that's like the part that blows my mind for looking for at a picture <laughs> all they have to do is lie to you like that's it like therapists yeah. do more for less like yeah it was i mean or at least make it cheaper like be like for 25 dollars, we'll look at your photo you, you, know, you what know what i think I mean? the problem is like i think if i was that ghostbuster that that minor league gb 
I think that I would uh, just lie to the people, but these people also genuinely believe in ghosts. So when when you come to them with three hundred dollars and a camera, they want to find something. You know, what oh. I mean? they're kind of fucking pissed at you. They're just like, right. you fucking led me on, dude. They this think their time much. is valuable and shit. Yeah. Oh man, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having <laughs> me, guys. This is a good oh. time. This has been a very normally our stories not not the guests the guests are great but like we somehow always devolve into stuff that's a bummer so this has been yeah it's fun uplifting yeah oh, is there anything sad you guys want to talk about like I, I can get real sad like I said okay. backup whiskey baby backup whiskey I'm gonna hold the space that Meg normally holds which is to be a little bit of the bummer when I talk about my story today <laughs> yes oh. yeah well, it's a good well, time but it's a little bit it's it'll be fun. Most of us, i.e. comedians, treat open mics as a necessary evil. But not Silas P. Every week, Silas talks to a veteran of the sights, sounds, and smells of the Philly open mic scene, sharing stories of momentary triumph and lingering failure with enough shit talk sprinkled in to make you listen to hear your name. I'm like 35% sure that I'm in there. So pay attention, hang out in the room, and maybe you'll learn why you got bumped on the launching pod. I'm kind of sick of me. You, you want to kick it off? Yeah, sure. So I want to tell you a little bit about a ghost in Texas that you may or may not have heard of. Have you ever heard of the Anson Lights? No. So the Anson Lights, you can see them in Anson, Texas. So there's an area where actually on texashauntedhouses.com, they give you instructions on how you can go find it. Um, If you go to this one area, it gives you those kinds of like cryptic directions, like at the crossroads, turn right, go down about half a mile till you see a dirt road. Um, But it's rumored that if you sit there, uh, so your car is facing the main road, you turn off the engine and flash the headlights three times, After a few minutes, a white light will slowly begin to travel down the road towards you. It's said that the light sometimes sways, dances, changes in size or color, and it only happens on clear nights in warm weather. The legend says that the lights are of a ghost of an 1800s woman who lived uh, nearby with her three boys. She sent them out to chop wood, telling them to flash the lantern three times if they had any trouble. When she saw the three flashes, she ran out, but it was too late. The boys had been murdered. (gasps) now the flashing of the headlights three times is believed to be the spirit trying to find her boys this is in texas uh so that's from texashauntedhouses.com but uh surprise this was debunked in 2011 by some college Mm. students from what i presume is a christian uh, college. Uh, so the influence <laughs> is like this famous like thing for a long time. But what's interesting is that this professor, Richard Beck, and a group of students from Abilene Christian University, they debunked the local ghost story of the Anson Lights just by using their iPhones and quote unquote common sense. So people for many years had been going to this area to try to see the Anson lights. And what this group did was they used their iPhones, GPS mapping, and some calculations to figure out if the lights were from a nearby but distant highway. And they were able to prove that it was possible that people were seeing the lights from the highway in the distance, not, Mm. not like this... Uh, spooky ghostly light which you know some people will say like their experiences have been 
more intense. The light was much closer. It couldn't have been from a highway because it's so close to them. But I wanted to talk about urban legends and like finding them to be debunked because I think that that's like a thing that we don't always talk about in scary story podcasts, right? right? Like we love talking about the creepy, the unknown, but then there are cases where, you know, these legends or these like specific things, when you debunk them, I don't know, it's less fun. Like we talked about before and Rusty really touched on like some of what I was thinking about with this story, but yeah, as as technology progresses, I think what's really good about it is we will see some things that can be proven out Mm. or uh, disproven. And the things that are left are going to be more weighty as a result. So the thing about urban legends is that even with them being disproven, I hope that they still live on for younger generations. Like there's just something so fun about it. Like I live on a lake and on that lake, there's a bridge and this isn't an urban legend, but it's kind of like an example of something that's so profoundly stupid, but I I live on a lake and on that lake is a bridge. (laughs) The end. No. um, uh, So what we would always take like a little rowboat out, but my older cousins would always tell us that, if you were under the bridge when a car came by, you'd go deaf forever. And then we would row Uh-oh. all the way out there and they would hold us there and they'd Ooh. be like, oh no, oh no, a car's coming. And we'd all be like crafting ourselves because we'd be like, no, not this time. And then it would drive over and nothing would happen. And they'd be like, oh, I guess we're safe for now. And then they'd do it again, like on the <laughs> way back. And like, I mean, that's not an urban legend, but it kind of has the same vibe of like, it's like, fake scary it's kind of fun but you're still safe and like it was such a goofy fun time and there's like all kinds of like fun urban legends I feel like in the Poconos that are like definitely probably untrue but they're just so fun you know no I I appreciate stuff like that And, and I think that like basically things that the less technology that the legend requires you know what I mean like like the as time goes on like people are going to be more capable of like faking a Bigfoot photo right. or whatever. It's just the way that it's going to go. And we're going to be able to test the the distance of lights on the highway. Like we're hunting down Shia LaBeouf's <laughs> yeah. Trump flag. You know what right. I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, I, I think that as long as, uh, like I said earlier in the hippie dippiest way, like as long as there's people willing to agree on a feeling, like with something like this, with like the lights coming and stuff like that, like that's a bunch of people who are, in a spot and they were willing to give themselves to like a bit of energy. And you know what, at the very least, they probably got a little bit of an adrenaline high yeah. from it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, and you can't, you can't tell another person how they feel like at the yeah. end of the day, like I, 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 so I love a good, uh, scary story or cryptid or legend that involves just a, just a feeling like you ever been in the Pine Barrens yes. in South Jersey, I'm from South Jersey. Yeah. And it just like feels like, Devil territory, man. It it feels like any any, like you know half a shire away. You're (laughs) you're like six. You're six hobbits from like where there could be like a witch's den where bats are (laughs) fucked and (laughs) that's so true. Yeah, Pine Barren is a great example. 
I think technology can't take away a feeling from like a place like that. Like, like all of us do stand up and, and you know, uh, as funny as your best tape is that it was better yeah, in person. Like, that's like true the, too. Mm-hmm. that vibe that when you're in a place and, and no one gets to tell you that it didn't feel fucking yeah. cool. Like it, or it didn't feel scary or somber or like maybe some kids could be murdered at any moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, hopefully. No, just kidding. But um, I mean, I do feel disappointed when it's something where people are monetizing it in a bad way well here's another good example of what you're talking about Alyssa. the hodag in ohio have you heard of this you guys i know that yeah one. so the hodag is a completely fake cryptid but people mm-hmm. really believed it there was this like con man i don't know his name but he kind of like invented a cryptid i think he like put animal parts together what did he do you know what he did rusty how he made because basically well yeah, no, he literally, literally yeah he put and then it was like a taxidermy of like different yeah. parts, like kind of like what they thought platypi were. <laughs> yeah, at first. and then he would have like his kids like move it, and like he would be like, "Oh, you can't get too close today; it's in a bad mood." And like the hodag became this huge, infamous cryptid, and then like the Mormonism of cryptids. <laughs> yeah, like- oh, it's in Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Did I say yeah, Ohio? Yeah. yeah, Wisconsin. No, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I definitely know what yeah, this is. And it basically like everyone found out it was fake, but they all loved it so much. It's basically like that town's like it's like the local high school are the hodags, and like they just like completely <laughs> adopted it. I don't know if she wants to be named, but a friend of our podcast's mom is from the town where the hodags are the mascot, and she has a hodag really? sweatshirt from her mom being in I high love school. It. Yeah. Oh. But like that's another example of like yeah it's really disappointing that that isn't real and that this guy was like literally totally faking it but the joy that the townspeople felt even for a little bit was so big that they were like ah screw it we're just gonna say that it's real and keep it in our lore forever it makes us interesting oh uh, i i just like sorry i'm like stuttering but i studied anthropology in college for a little while mm-hmm. as a minor and then I dropped it when I had to take archaeology mm-hmm. so just cryptids and things like the possibility of something like a hodag existing like phenotypes fascinate the fuck out of me like the first of its species to display certain traits right and would that contribute to fitness for survival like would it not like things like like bigfoot that makes sense to me in a way like like neanderthals were kind of like what bigfoot was and the only reason they didn't survive is because they went to war with hominids and we were yeah. fucking badass like you yeah. know what i mean like it, it, it it's totally we could just walk really far is that not what our skill was i thought it was just that we, we could walk a too. long time uh we sweat better and we're worse at fighting so we had to develop tools oh. better that, that's literally the two things that made us uh beat we'll the take neanderthals, it, neanderthals. <laughs> that's so sad. dude the fact that i'm a sweaty boy who can't fight like i feel like the prime of my species <laughs> i forget who i was talking about but i was like god society is like so anxious anymore i feel like every person i meet has some form of anxiety and people are like yeah because the anxious i forget who i was talking to i can't remember if it was like a friend or a family member but they were just like yeah because all the not anxious people died doing dumb shit so now this whole world is just <laughs> riddled with anxiety because we're the ones that make it and I, I i don't remember this had to be years ago and i think about it all the time when i'm anxious it's like oh this is i made it here because of this anxiety but dude that's so cool need it anymore. To think about. 
Because we have these finely tuned survival instincts that are like, yo, is there a beast in the jungle? Like, do I feel eyes on me right now? But we don't have that quite the same anymore. Well, you guys are women, so you still have that. Oh, yeah, I feel like I have uh, that. No, no, seriously, again, I made it a joke, but it's a real thing. Uh, 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 But, you know, for for most of our day-to-day existence, though, like, the scariest thing around is our thoughts. (laughs) So then you get anxious. You're like, is there a beast in the jungle? Um, It's me. The beast was inside me the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Ugh, so weird. But yeah, I I like that, Alyssa. I I do get kind of bummed when like crazy stories like that are untrue, like a crazy murder where they stay searching for their dead son. Like that is just it's not like it's sad, but it's like poetic. It's there's like some sort of mm-hmm. like like what Rusty's saying. The feel to that is like you can feel that energy and like it all makes sense. So I do get sad when I'm like, oh, they never existed. So all these feelings I felt for them were for nothing, <laughs> you know? I mean, we can talk about a tulpa. Oh, no. <laughs> That's like a whole other world that we could go that down. A hot sauce? What is that? No, so a tulpa is a thought form, like <laughs> energy being a thought form energy ghost. So it's like the the most like common example. And I, I keep meaning to read the book. The So... There's a theory that Slenderman is a is a tulpa, right? So like, okay. so like Slenderman, it's a fake thing. The guy comes up with it, but then all these people, you know, Slenderman. Yeah? Of course, I know <laughs> Slenderman. So it's like, look so at like me. We, we like, <laughs> so like, culture creates Slenderman into like a a thing unto itself, right? Like because that's culture, but then also because there's so many people engaging in the culture or like the lore around this fake thing, it becomes real to people and then it's like do we create these moments where people are like the girls who murdered because of slender man right like if you were to believe like that they were hearing from slender man whether it was their mind who created it or whether it was like a separate entity like it doesn't matter because it had an impact like in the real world right so the idea that you can create like maybe if everybody at the anson lights believes the same like urban legend of the woman who's looking for her murdered sons potentially like maybe people would start to see like a vision like an apparition of a woman whether she ever truly existed there or not like does the fact that lots of people are coming into the same place thinking the same thought could that create an energy that could be picked up on I think that's fascinating. And that's so interesting that it's something that I basically danced around without fully like committing my brain to because that makes so much I in so many aspects of life. I feel that when an idea passes through another person and they agree with it, it amplifies it. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how many people detract from it. Even if it's simple, it's like you think a joke is good, but you run it by someone else before you tell it and they think it's good too. That makes you more confident. That makes the joke better. Like Mm -hmm. when, when, when people link up energy just grows exponentially on things so i I didn't even realize there was a whole uh uh, you know construct for that yeah and it's kind of new wish if i'm not mistaken is that right sounds new age i haven't i this is a new concept that i think i just learned through doing this podcast i didn't know about it but i know like it happens with like monks and stuff too right Alyssa? or am i just thinking of that one specific story not sure. Cause like, usually when I hear people talk about tulpas, it's like, is this a tulpa? And they're not talking about what, 
like the theory behind Mm. Tulpazar. So I can't answer that directly, but I do know that um, that one guy who I recognize as the only like pretty legitimate guy from Ancient Aliens, he has a book about it and I definitely intend to read it or listen to it on audiobooks. Yeah, not the not the crazy hair guy. Like well, you know why you looked that up? Uh, to me, the uh, this seems to be the only aspect of, of paranormal activity that I feel like would be actually measurable and provable. Because because the idea of like a tipping point, right, in terms of popularity, fashion, whatever. Uh, once a certain amount of people of a certain level of influence believe something, then it just spreads. It, it just is mm-hmm. automatic where it'll snap. And maybe not one hundred percent distribution rate, but at the same time, it's going to influence a significant, uh, literally significant statistically portion of society. Yeah. So if enough of us agree that this Amityville Horror House has an energy about it, then it actually does now. And, and ju- just, you know, me as someone who doesn't believe in ghosts, I would still feel something about being on that place. I've seen both those movies like mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds shirtless chopping wood. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's just the feeling of like so many people fear this that house or so many people have been by that house to like hold that fear like that, you know, that that could create an imprint of energy. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. And, and I think you could measure it in someone's brain. I, I actually think that you could. If you hook someone up to a PET scan and you actually saw activity in their brain, I think that uh, the influence of different people under different circumstances at different locations could like create some kind of i don't know ghost waves yeah Yeah. you know ghost waves yeah like when you pray or you meditate like a part of your brain lights up maybe like that kind of fear lights up differently than like or maybe it's the same as like predator fear right like or it doesn't even have to be fear necessarily it could be the same as the praying thing uh uh, anxiety and excitement are different interpretations of the same physiological sensation Mm -hmm. so uh I don't know. Now I'm I'm being super pretentious now. I'm gonna try that. Where's my whiskey? Where's my backup whiskey? The thing with Tulpas though is like people tend to be careful about it because it seems like it gets to a point where people lose control over it. And I guess that's where it gets paranormal is is it becomes in like a negative presence in the person's life. Like it's almost like a like when you make a wish on a genie, like if you wish for someone that was protecting you, like <laughs> They overprotect you to the point where they're hurting people you love type deal. Are you mm-hmm. la- Are you laughing at me or... No, because when you said when you make a wish on a genie in my head, uh, the song, when you <laughs> wish, <laughs> you know, like we've all done genie. wish on a genie <laughs> and regretted it immediately. <laughs> you know, that song wish upon a genie uh, <laughs> when there's a shooting genie in the sky. <laughs> he gives you three lamps. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yo, so I've never looked up the word paranormal before. I just did. <laughs> he gives you three lamps. That was good. Uh, <laughs> uh, denoting events or phenomenon such as telekinesis or clairvoyance that are beyond the scope of normal scientific understanding. That's a really shitty yeah. definition. It's an umbrella. It's got to right? encompass like, a lot. It's just an umbrella term. It's I like, feel if it's not... <laughs> a bunch of, like, really, really shady ghost believers, like, had a committee, and they were like, all right, but my thing's going to be included in that definition, right? <laughs> yeah. you know, like, the telekinesis guy in the corners, like, hey, yeah. hey, over I here. I a spoon. Count it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it comes from, like, pro- I would guess it probably comes from times when they were studying more of those types of things, less than stuff that we all think about now, or the umbrella, like, started in those places. 
right? Because like people used to study ESP like at a pretty strong rate when they were like, this is normal science, I guess. Yeah. And this is paranormal science. Because there used to be um, some places that had funding for departments, like some universities and stuff for like paranormal science research. Oh, really? I, yeah. I mean, I guess I believe that because, you know, there's a whole uh, economy to education as a whole. But no, I mean, definitely paranormal and normal science go hand in hand. Carl Jung, one of the forefathers of psychology, I mean, he was also one of the forefathers of alchemy in the modern world. Like he was one of the ones who looked uh, in people's dreams and was like, oh, you're dreaming of symbols, dude? I got an idea. Try to make some gold. (laughs) Oh, man. Meg was right. We would vibe. I want to talk to you about archetypes. I want to talk to you about this really interesting podcast I've been listening to about learning to train snakes and behavioral sciences. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's a different, that's a different conversation, but no, yeah. No, 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 no. I think we'll get on, but we'll start <laughs> Wait, another you podcast. You guys can't hang yeah. out without me. It'll be real. <laughs> that's my only rule. <laughs> we just hang out after the episode is done recording. That's <laughs> yeah. what we can do. Hey, I got whiskey. I'm down. <laughs> Well, this was excellent. Um, I feel like we should move to the yeah. game. I'm so excited for this game. It's one of my favorites. I would like to play Heck yeah. Okay, so we're playing Super Fight. Monster Fight is what we call it on this show. Have you heard of Monster Fight? You probably haven't. I have not. So basically what we do is we take a second and we invent a pairing of monsters with some sort of weapon. And then we talk about who we think would win. So an example would be like... Dracula with peanut butter versus a zombie with toenail clippers. Okay. And then we All talk right. about who we think <laughs> would win. Yeah, and we each go around. So we, so each, we each make, make up round. one round. Don't underestimate a zombie with toenail clippers because the scariest <laughs> thing is if a zombie could blend in with humans. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they clip their toenails for once. <laughs> Can we shout out uh, our friend Brian Durkin, who we 100% stole this game from when he was on the pod. We played it with him, and then we've kept it ever since. It's been wonderful. Uh, you can check out Brian's podcast, Full Belly Laughs, uh, anywhere you get podcasts. It's great. Food, comedy. Everything. You can Brian Durkin. All right, so we'll take a minute to come up with our two monsters and our two weapons. Um, all right, I'll go first. So my options are uh, a hodag with a block of cheese from his native state or a jackalope with a box set of VHSs of America's Funniest Home Videos. Now, I don't know if you all remember when um, uh, Bob Saget was the host of America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh yeah, all of them. Yeah, but they had that jackalope segment that was really memorable to me as a kid. So (laughs) are you familiar with what a jackalope is? Yeah, I'm just showing you yes. how old I am. So. I know what a jackalope is. Damn it's the rabbit them. with like antlers is basically the best way to put it. So a hodag with a block of cheese or a jackalope with a box set of VHSs of America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> what, was the word I was given weapon or did, did I just get violent in my head? Because I thought we were, we were thinking of weapons. So We are thinking of weapons, but so their weapons oh, are okay. bad weapons, right? So You could use them as yeah, a weapon. So like, Sorry, I kind of tricked <laughs> you, I guess, with my description. So the hodag, yeah, so the hodag can only fight with itself and this block of cheese. Those are the, the thing he has to defend himself with. All right. Versus the jackalope with a box set of VHSs. I think I know my answer. Do you uh, know I, your I, I can, Do you want uh, Which one first? would win between the two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and All right, why? Well, I mean, personally, I think uh, the jackalope would win. Uh, jackalopes have immense speed precision and sharp horns i think that when you didn't equip either of them with a real weapon so i'm going to go with the one that i feel like is more naturally inclined to use their weapons because it's real you know what i mean in this you know mm-hmm. uh and also i yeah. saw that one scooby-doo movie where they're in australia and there was a jack oh yeah scooby-doo scooby-doo I am. Um, I disagree oh, okay. though <laughs> i didn't sound like you did because jackalopes yeah. are real <laughs> Well, no, I no, love jackalopes are real, actually. You know what they are? They're, they're rabbits with tumors. <laughs> they have tumors in their skulls <laughs> that look like horns. They're very, very oh, sick. Oh, I thought it was thinking of, like, the Fiji mermaid monster oh, type jackalope. What? The ones with that are, like, taxidermy okay, to look horrible. No, I thought different. you were talking about the rabbit like, with the Yeah, horns. that's what I thought. That's what they're I was talking rabbit. about. So if you drive through, like, the south, if you drive through, like, the south, you can buy taxidermy jackalopes which are just rabbits with antlers yeah. sewn onto their head is is that a real thing no it's not did i just learn something? <laughs> it's definitely not but it wasn't scooby-doo i'm gonna say hodag because you don't know if jackalopes love cheese what if they love cheese this is the best cheese in the world Fuck. so you leave the cheese out and you leave a little trail off a cliff and then the the jackalope is so distracted watching america's home videos and being full of itself that it walks right off a cliff a la those cartoons that are Looney Tunes and just dies immediately. That's pretty good. The, <laughs> yeah. the most Meg gets response ever is to put it all on cheese. She just bet it all I on love the cheese. cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's my greatest like weakness. If someone tried to fight me with cheese, I'd have no chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's pretty good. I think I think you might have convinced me because I I really wasn't very creative. I was just like, yeah, just stab it with your antlers, like for sure. No, no you have you antlers. Mean, I didn't. I didn't consider the speed at all, though. I think that's a really they're good the point. most nimble of all stabbing uh, cryptids for sure. Yes, besides leprechauns, totally they stab real good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're pretty quick. What about you, Liz? What do I you think? I think it would be the with the VHS tapes because. I feel like VHS tapes, uh, they're very pointy on the they corners are. and it would use them like like ninja throwing stars oh. to like poke out the eyes of the hodag is what I imagine would happen. Damn. And then potentially like trick it into like falling off of a cliff or something. That's what I think. Huh. Yeah, I think it would outsmart the hodag. So jackalope takes it's, it. It's got more uh, tools at its disposal. Damn. Yeah. Well... I guess we'll move on <laughs> with our wrong winner. No, that's okay. No, no you know, we um, can't okay. be wrong. We agreed. <laughs> you guys are already just boxing me out See, of this when, friendship. It's when fine. When people I'll agree on it. something, it, it uh, explicates the, the energy. We talked about <laughs> yeah. this. Okay, Rusty, just give us your, your fight. All right, all right. <laughs> so when you brought this up, one thing came to my mind immediately. It was picking the second one that was hard. First one, okay. the Jersey Devil with a passport. Uh-huh. Mm. What's scarier than something from Jersey that can go anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Jersey. Bringing it right to your door, baby. That's spooky. (laughs) Second option, I had to look up. I knew it needed to be some sort of duck creature. And in the Chinese mythology, uh, there is something called a man-man, which is a two-headed duck. And it's got like three claws or something. And that's a man-man with Viagra. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. if you know about how ducks fuck, but uh, it's horrifying. 
it's bad and scary. Uh, you know, and, and like, you know, granted, female ducks have developed labyrinth-like vaginas with many corridors. Not to victim blame, but I am happy they did that. Um, uh, but uh, ducks are the scariest thing. They're master of and, uh, land, air, and sea, so... Yeah, they're rough. That's a rough one. <laughs> and they're loud. <laughs> they're scary. Yeah, but one's from Jersey. So uh, a, horny, <laughs> a horny two-headed duck or the Jersey devil that can travel. What do you think, Alyssa? Ooh. With Viagra? Yeah. Or the Jersey devil with a passport? I feel like the Jersey devil could get away from a duck if it could get on a flight. Right? So it could outrun right. it. I will say this two-bodied, two-headed duck only has two wings, so it doesn't. It's not like it's flying faster than a normal duck. Yeah, so I do feel like, in that sense, like it could outrun it. But in a fight, I think I would still go with the Jersey Devil. I mean, okay. have you ever fought anybody from New Jersey? Have you ever fought yourself? Exclusively, <laughs> <laughs> my only fights have been people from New Jersey, and so it's been pretty evenly matched. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> No, I'm just I, saying, there's like that wild energy. <laughs> Can't deny. There is a lot of wild energy. Uh, yeah. Meg, do you, do, you, do you have a choice? Okay, so Jersey Devil with a passport. My first thought is, just because someone from Jersey can leave Jersey doesn't mean they will. <laughs> a la, look at New Jersey. They never want to leave. <laughs> so I'm not too worried. Because then they have to pack their stuff and their kids and who's going to watch the pool and... You know. Fuck, Meg, I should have gone next. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? I fucking hate that I moved to Philly, baby. I wish I could be in Jersey <laughs> and still be included in the Philly shenanigans. Oh, my God. I know, people. It was a trick question the whole time. Fuck. Uh, and here's the other thing. One thing you got to know about us uh, Jersey guys is we don't fuck with no fucking nature birds, okay? Get your fucking nature bird away from yeah. me, bro. <laughs> yeah, man-man is kicking the crap out of Jersey. They don't even need to take the Viagra. Can you imagine a person from New Jersey encountering a duck? Hey, yo, look at this duck. And then that's the last words that Jersey man ever said. Hey, that, yeah, that duck's I'm a man-man. It's twice the man I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. So what do you, you think man, man, Rusty? Let's hear your thoughts. I think man, man has it. I, I really do. Because here's the thing is I'm a bit of a Jersey devil myself. That was, that was <laughs> the punchline the whole time. And I'm not fighting no two headed duck. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> New Jersey fight a seagull. Jeff Colella, my co-host from the sweet heat podcast. Uh, uh, it's, he hasn't done it yet, but his actual bucket list thing, like written on his bucket list is to punch a seagull out of the sky. Uh, so that's, um, <laughs> that's, that's what, you know, if you, we do things a little differently over in Jersey. Okay. <laughs> you know, I know you don't got a lot of seagulls here. Pigeons, not as great for punching, but do your thing, Philly. Mm -hmm. You better watch out. Seagulls are mean. They'll come they, for you. I've caught a seagull before. Yeah. What? We, I laid down and we, uh, buried me in sand and I put a towel over my face and uh we put a beach chair over my face too to protect my face uh it's the money maker so uh we put right, goldfish crackers on my chest because they're the most <laughs> seagull enticing of all crackers yes and when yes, it landed on fish. me i caught it in the towel and don't worry we let it go immediately after it was just to prove that i could and, how old were you uh 16 Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, oh, this was last no, year. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pandemic. You think I'm catching seagulls in a pandemic? <laughs> no, uh, this was when you were 16, right around the time of bird flu, right? 
No. Damn, called out. <laughs> Fire. No, I love it. I think that's that awesome. My aunt always likes to tell this super embarrassing story about how when I was little, I was obsessed with chickens and I found a dead seagull on the beach. So I was, I was, I don't even remember. I had to be like five or five. <laughs> I wasn't older than five. And I was just pulling along this dead seagull on the beach going, it's a chicken, Aunt Robert, it's a chicken. And she's like, it's a seagull and it's dead. Put it down. And I was just dragging it. So... I don't like seagulls. Was that but... not a thirty rock cutaway? Like that's that's really happened. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I was a weirdo. I was a big weirdo. Oh my god, but... that's like the uh, that's like from the lost ha- Calvin and Hobbes cartoons, just like, <laughs> dragging the culture across. Just put it down. Uh, like, what a, a happy baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Touch and go. <laughs> that's the moral. Grabbing beach chickens off the <laughs> beach oh, chicken. Is, is that exactly your monster, Meg? Beach chicken? Oh, I wish. <laughs> no, mine are great. Just you wait. You're going to be surprised. Okay. Can I go? Wait. Okay. So, who was the official winner? Man, 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 man. the duck. Man, man with Viagra. <laughs> okay. So, mine are Rusty's ghost grandpa with a pool cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> versus the slender man topal with a fresh pair of underwear <laughs> <laughs> did you post my ancestors <laughs> no uh, i think i picked his most i mean you might roast weapon. your ancestors if you don't pick your grandfather <laughs> i know that he can use the pool cleaner that's why i picked that one <laughs> You don't know for sure. That's too good. That's too good. <laughs> I think Rusty has to go first this time. I think. I, yeah, set the mood, Rusty. <laughs> uh, the fresh pair of underwear is going to be clutch because my grandpa is going to be jealous. But it might just kind of invigorate him. He, yo, honestly, mm. yo, he was a military man. He's going to fuck this Tulpa up. He's going <laughs> to run him for those briefs and he's going to rock him. Love it. And he's going to rock him. That's what I think. I think that one man's walking away wearing Rusty's underwear and, and it, it's art right. That's what I think. <laughs> they spelled his name wrong on the, the war memorial he was in. Did they spell it alt right? Because that's Oh, fuck. Anyway. <laughs> I made a couple of bad jokes, but not that bad, all right? <laughs> that wasn't I haven't bad. pushed into alt right and I said I do drugs, so I'm still reading pretty progressive. <laughs> yeah, you're tr- you're trying. You're reading as trying to be progressive. <laughs> I'm trending. I don't know. You said God was a woman. That's pretty pro. Yeah, she yeah. actually was. We're gonna need to hear this story later, but not today. We're going long yeah. today, Alyssa. What do you? Think? I have to look up because I couldn't remember what Slenderman's like situation was. I do feel like Rusty's grandfather is at an advantage because mm-hmm. Slenderman mostly wants to terrorize children. Like what? Oh, this does he have true. for like an old man ghost right like mm-hmm. so i do feel mm-hmm. like it's well matched in that regard mm-hmm. it says that slenderman can't be harmed by like physical things but i do think that uh, <laughs> if, if if rusty's grandfather could make him cry after just five times like slenderman <laughs> going head to head like eventually he'd be worn down <laughs> yeah, emotionally yes. at least yes. yeah so i'm going for rusty's grandfather Okay, Rusty's grandpa takes it, but I'm going to tell you my answer, and it's not Rusty's grandpa. And here's <laughs> here's why: Slenderman gives the clean underwear to Rusty's grandpa, and he is now fulfilled as a ghost. He has no reason to be on this earth any longer. He's a free he elf. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> he goes to heaven. 
Dobby? He's fulfilled. Dobby's free? Grandpa Dobby? <laughs> it's all oh. he ever wanted was just one last clean pair of underwear, Ernie. And Slenderman knows You're this. You're so good at fan fictioning your way out of these. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's why I made it. I was like, what could make him go away? And it's like, duh, he just wants his underwear. That's, I'll, I cannot disagree. That was a yeah. good one. I, let's hear some of the other options for fighters that we had designed yeah Rusty, I hear you had some other ones i mean i i kind of i referenced it already but my other one that i threw out was just a leprechaun with a knife uh <laughs> <laughs> as, as a young irish boy myself i mean that's uh that i definitely can respect a short man with a knife he's got a lot to prove <laughs> he's got gold to protect He's been slugging backup whiskey. My backup fighters, in case somebody had picked the Hodag, were Carl Young with tarot cards or um, the woman Jennifer Rogers with her tell-all book. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. That one would have been (laughs) The ability to give everyone what they desire, that's a pretty powerful (laughs) weapon. I think. Yeah. I know we talked about going um, a final round. So who do you think would win in a three-way fight? Who would come out the last one standing? Between the jackalope with a box of VHS tapes, the man-man duck with Viagra, or Rusty's grandfather with a pool cleaner? <laughs> Rusty's ghost grandpa father. I feel like the ghost part is very important. Well, here's the thing is we know right away, ghost grandpa, he didn't get the underwear, right? So yes, like, yeah, he, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't get to take, you don't get to take the weapon of your, your victim. So uh, he's going to lose to the duck with Viagra. I mean, he's exposed. He's an exposed <laughs> man. <laughs> and he's a ghost. <laughs> but he's a ghost. And this is he a supernatural two-headed duck on Viagra. I mean, he might not lose, but he's definitely not interested in like getting into the ring. He might be like, <laughs> this isn't for me. I'll, I'll see you later. He's yeah, like, he's ah. an old school guy. He's not he's not wrestling no uh, two-headed duck. That's for sure. No Damn. horny ducks in the I, right family. I also don't think the jackalope would stand a chance against a man. Oh, not at all. Well, it's yeah. got the cheese, right? Oh, it's the jackalope it does have one. cheese. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no that's the VHS. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if Bob Saget's going to help any horny ducks. Uh, I mean, it would help for like... <laughs> yeah, maybe it would like yeah. turn them off a little like bit. For like 10 videos, you could buy time, Actually, but like that's it. You know, an, enough videos of like kids getting hit in the groin with a Frisbee, that duck might... Yeah, that'd be like it might be a cold shower for him. Like, <laughs> it might cool yeah. him down. Or the jackalope could learn a few tricks by watching <laughs> the VHSs, like steady up. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's hard. I, I'll go first, I guess. I, I think the man-man's got it, yeah. I, I, mm. It's hard. I want to give it to not mine, but uh, I do think that a, a horny duck's a scary thing. I just got two heads, so. I just imagine Yikes. the man-man using its two heads to pick up the jackalope by each antler and, like, flying and flinging him into the air. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little jackalope. Yeah. I still kind of think your grandpa would take it. Because he's already like dead. Sorry, Rusty. <laughs> so like, you bring up a great I'm point. Sorry, he's very dead. <laughs> I didn't. You know, maybe I shouldn't use real dead people in this game. But <laughs> no, do you think I care? That's uh, my my bad. You think he can I turn the he ship around now, Meg? <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. But I do think he would win it all between those because he he's like on another plane. They're just animals. 
I think he'd beat the crap I mean, out of A duck would be pretty mad about getting sprayed by a hose for a long by time. By the little water hose, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I got to stick with the duck. They're, like I said, ducks are master of land, air, and sea. So I, I can't think of another Fair. creature that is, and uh, this one has two heads. <laughs> it's up to you, Alyssa. I do feel do like I'll stay with my original statement, which is also the duck, because the duck. I feel like he'll definitely overtake the jackalope, and then I feel just like... The situation that Rusty's ghost grandfather's in, he would just probably either like want to just be like, this isn't for me, or yeah. he might like run off. I, I hate to pull this card, but I knew the man. I, I, I read Super Grandpa at his funeral, and uh, uh, he's not the <laughs> kind of guy to tussle with a duck. He's just not. Yeah, he's not going to try. All ball. right. Man, man takes it. That's wise. I feel, I feel like I cheated in a way, but it's all right. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, you don't get anything, so. Oh. <laughs> Just the satisfaction, I guess, of beating us. But. You'd be surprised how important that is to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a fucking blast. Thank you so much oh God, for yeah. being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I was worried that as a non-believer, I would be cast out, but luckily I was converted last moment. So I think we yeah, <laughs> I think it worked out. Yeah, we, thanks to Rusty's dad for converting him right before the show. <laughs> it worked out. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Oh, uh, yeah. If you want to hear uh, a, a really funny podcast where people talk over each other and it's mostly the kind of jokes like the three I told that Alyssa didn't laugh at, Sweet Heat Podcast, <laughs> Sweet Heat with Jeff and Rusty. Uh, I swear it's going to ruin my career. It's a great time, though. Come listen. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice. Hell yeah. Meg, where can people find you? You can catch me on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is Meg Gets Money. Get spelled G O E T Z. Nice, Rusty. Can we yeah. follow you anywhere? Oh yeah, uh, at, at Rusty underscore John uh, on Instagram, and I just made a Twitter today. Uh, <laughs> so no, yeah. uh, please bump me up. I, my ratio is way off right now. Meg <laughs> is one of three followers I have. I follow. It was him. really important to me. Actually, yeah, like seriously, you've really been coming through for me this quarantine. <laughs> Please book Meg. So easy. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and you can follow me at Alyssa Truss on all the things. Or if you want to see my weird lizards and houseplants, you can follow me at Variegated Reticulated on Instagram. Heck nice. yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Rusty. No, this was fucking awesome. Thank you so much, yeah. guys. Appreciate you. Realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Special thanks to Valerie Demamber McShane. Artwork by Libby Rindell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Draskowski. This has been a presentation of the Wasted Robot Network. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records.